I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Every week we take a different person, we dissect them, we veer wildly off track and then hopefully come to some kind of unsatisfying conclusion. (laughs) This week is a bit different, we're very, very excited to welcome a guest to bitch with and it is... To bitch about. To bitch about. (laughs) We promise we won't. We've got the doors, it's all about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the comedian, actor and writer Evelyn Mock. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks um, for coming. No, thanks for coming all around this windy, windy day. It's windy. It is a bit windy, yeah. but it's not as windy as it was um, yesterday. That's true. This is true. As we walked across, um, Evelyn's uh, lid blew off her coffee cup. It was <laughs> oh, no. I made a kind of vague attempt to run after it. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't make any attempt. So. Life's too that was short. very nice of you. I think in London you just stop caring about things. Yeah. Like that, don't you? You're like, yeah. oh, bigger problems. It'll go to the pigeons. <laughs> yeah. They eat plastic. It's yeah, fine. somebody will take care of it. Um, so we're really annoyed at you because you've chosen a oh. very cheery uh, subject to talk yeah. about this week. Mm. Would you like to say who we're going to talk about? Um, so I couldn't decide, but then I finally decided on Michael Jackson because. Um, I like the reasoning was like, oh yeah, he's very current now because of the documentaries out and everything, blah blah. blah. But then I realized I haven't watched the documentary, <laughs> and neither have I. Yeah, God, and I, come on. I only know the good stuff about Michael Jackson, really. Yeah. Um, but then the alternative was John Mayer, whom I love to bitch about, but I've done it so much publicly um, recently. Oh, okay. So I don't know if if I I didn't want a backlash. But then again, it's hubristic of me to think that he would hear about it. So <laughs> I don't think we, it is. We think every person that we've bitched about has listened and then changed their personality based That's on what they've really heard. Great. Yeah. Honestly, it's spooky the things you start to notice happen. Maybe it's just because we're keeping Google alerts yeah. on them or whatever. <laughs> I really think Amber Rudd changed her whole like policies based on listening to our podcast and no, realising she she's a terrible person. She did. That did not happen. That did not happen. The only thing that's going to change Amber Rod is going to be a Christmas Carol-style intervention from several ghosts. Oh! <laughs> I, I was out... Um, so I was talking to my uh, flatmate about the documentary. Who, mm-hmm. He's seen it. And then that night I went out to a gig and at the bus stop I just saw, like, on the side of a bus, it just said, like, it was this big campaign where it said... MJ innocent like was it people lie facts don't and it was just this big campaign and there's a a website and apparently just like this group dedicated to proving he's innocent and you can contribute to like the bus campaign they're trying to have Mm. around London and stuff and it's insane and there's loads of them it's really weird it's it's like it's fascinating to me how much 
like that you would dedicate your time to try and prove somebody innocent about something like that but also like it maybe shows that the kind of effect he had on mm-hmm. on people yeah. with what he did and stuff like with with like the art he produced do you but think this is very also, interesting yeah do you think there's an aspect of it of um i mean he was such a figure for kind of the outsider yeah especially yeah. towards the end of his life I mean, yeah. his behavior was so bizarre yeah um and you know everything that he kind of did to change his appearance mm. and stuff i think people who maybe aren't the most comfortable with themselves yeah. see their experience reflected in him yeah and, i mean it's it is so the thing is that the people marking this campaign fundamentally don't understand the psychology of child abuse yeah but yeah there's a yeah. lot of victim blaming going on yeah <laughs> that's what's amazing about the documentary i know mm. you've not seen it so speak on behalf of <laughs> yeah i really recommend not watching it on i was saying this to evelyn on the way just mm. don't it's trauma and if you already believe those people you don't need yeah. to watch it but what it's really what is fascinating about it is the first time i've seen where people describe child abuse oh god it's gonna get horribly dark where they actually aren't viewing themselves as victim but they feel like they were seduced rather than abused yeah well that's how i think that's a lot of times how child abuse works yeah Yeah. and they explain and it makes so much sense where they where they explain that's why they protected him is because even now they're still in some small way in love with him basically and if if the people who were launching that campaign actually watched the documentary because I saw an interview with all of his family where they're defending him as well and they say we've not watched it if you watched it they're agreeing with you which is that he was loving and he was tender Mm. and he was generous he also assaulted them and abused Mm. them and sexually molested them it's like those things can exist at the same time and I think it, it just is really telling that those people haven't actually watched or heard it from the victims mouths themselves i was watching flat earth have you guys seen that no it's amazing I, we rarely do anything i'll go outside <laughs> oh, this, yeah. podcast. this is like our main hobby yeah so please tell us about the outside world we need to know um well there's this uh, documentary on netflix called beyond the flat earth okay which is basically when you said that uh, michael jackson is like a kind of like a beacon for the outsider mm. um i feel like that's there's a lot of these kind of fringe groups or or like flat earth is this um conspiracy theory mm. um that has gained so much momentum recently and when you watch that documentary it becomes so clear that the people who engage themselves in in that kind of in that group or in that community mm. are people who kind of felt like they never belonged and mm. and didn't like feel like they had a place mm. kind of in life uh, and then they find this like little niche thing and then they find this community and it's almost as if that community becomes so much more um mm-hmm. important than yeah. what it is what's yeah. the, the kind of thing that's so fascinating that, like, i've yeah. never thought of it like that but that actually makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah make your world yeah. smaller make it about the people and the community that you're creating yeah I, yeah I didn't watch that but i did watch i'm just remembering on the guardian film bit they had a short 10 minute about flat earth and one of the guys who was part of the flat earth community yeah. had seen he'd witnessed 9 11 happening <gasps> and his response to that was well this can't be real so what else are they lying about and you just think, oh my god, it's actually about trauma, and it's yeah. about not—it's about not being able to understand or or make logic of the world, and so you create your own logic in yeah. order to understand it. And we all—it's very easy to kind of 
throw shame at those people but actually yeah. you're right often the reason is because they're dealing with something themselves that's a bit too big to comprehend yeah. i think and that that's kind of that's been my personal um kind of belief about religion uh, a lot of times is that um it, it's something that people find comfort in and it makes sense it gives you answers to things that at least i personally believe you can't find answers to which is like mm. what's the meaning of life like why are we here what's the what's the point of it all um and when you have something that will give you some like a concrete kind of answer yeah. even though it's very vague it's comforting and it's like yeah. it just makes it easier to to exist yeah instead and of having like existential yeah um existential crisis oh yeah God. and it's also that thing you were saying about um the outsiders that feeling into um people looking for meaning within the conspiracy it provides a source of self-esteem i guess in a way yeah yeah because i always think with conspiracy theorists is like part of like oh well i i have seen beyond the curtain and Mm. i understand what the real what's really going on and that makes me special yeah yeah and that's really seductive in a way because going back to michael jackson for a minute it must be kind of thrilling to think the world has denounced my hero. Yeah. But I know the real MJ. I know what he was really like. And it's like, yeah. no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, none, of yeah, can, yeah. none of us can ever really know anyone. It's interesting. Yeah. It's ties in religion and Michael Jackson are relate. You know, the people who have come out and said they were abused by him describe him as God. And then, um, mm, and then, wow. it just made me think with religion and and that and also cults and also Michael Jackson. Yeah. That also that comes with a great amount of power, and with power comes the ability to exert that power and abuse people and manipulate mm. people. Because that's what I found really shocking about the doc documentaries i've always thought of him as being like a little child himself yeah yes did absolutely awful things yeah but not out of necessarily a place of malice and manipulation Mm. and actually you look at it and you realize oh my god he's very aware of his power and he's and he you know he crafts the entire house that he lives in in that ranch so that there are a certain amount of doors people have to get to before they get to his bedroom so that he can hear so that they're warm. Oh my god, are you joking? Yeah, don't watch the documentary, guys. Well, that's, what, that's what my uh, flatmate said as well. He was like, uh, he he was like, oh, like, is it because he's just like a child and he, it, like, th- the mm. way he behaves? But then he said, after watching that, he was like, oh no, you kind of realize this guy knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's awful. But that's really, really yeah, awful. It's interesting how, as well, you want to fight for everything you can to not let that God or that religion or Michael Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, become an untruth. I, yeah. mean, I guess that's what those people who are really... Because I am finding it very difficult to understand. Hi, guys, if you're listening, why you would fight so passionately for somebody you never knew and for something that you weren't there to witness. But yeah. the way you're describing yeah. it, like a cult or a religion, does make sense because... If that's the kind of truth that you understand, to have that destroyed is really, is really hard to come to terms with. But you should just come to terms with it. <laughs> what about all the Michael Jackson impersonators? Oh, They're those absolutely guys. fucked. Their livelihoods are gone. Oh, oh, no. Was it my again the same flatmate? Um, he he knows his friend has. A good friend in LA who's a Michael Jackson impersonator, and like, has he changed devast- his face to look like him? I don't, I don't know, but thing? he's a yeah. very good like impersonator, um, and he's devastated. Like he's just, and he's kind of campaigning to uh, mm-hmm. about his innocence and stuff. And yeah, it is devastating. I mean, it is that thing of it's interesting because what was it? Um, 
if you look at oh, oh. that's my jacket <laughs> um, jacket's out of the combat yeah it's <laughs> it's like, this is it too dark too much, nice. yeah it's like you no know, that's where they draw the line um as people it is i think our biggest kind of paradox or or that we we need to struggle with is to um accept the fact that there is no point to why we're here like there is no point to our existence and that's the ultimate kind of punchline even i think and i think that most people you you don't accept that like it's yeah. it's I such a want to do what the jacket just did <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> jump out of this comment just uh. um so so you know in your life you probably you tend to try and find meaning because people as people we live in hope and so if the ultimate thing is we we know we're going to die that's everything we know we know we're going to die um but to then also kind of be okay with knowing that there's no meaning then again it's my personal belief mm. but then again knowing that there's no meaning to why we are here yeah. that must that's crushing i think that's so crushing so we try to fill it with little things and some of us like i fill it with comedy uh like and you know some of <laughs> not right now you don't yeah no, not right now joking, not I'm right joking. now <laughs> um and then other people fill it with different things and stuff but i think that's probably um like that's that's one of the biggest struggles I think in life is to come to that acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it's this interesting thing that I watched in the uh, Flat Earth documentary where scientists often um, talk about the more that they discover and the more that they know, the more uncertain they become, and the more comfortable in that uncertainty they do become. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and there's this kind of humbleness to to the amount of knowledge you acquire. And then there's this opposite thing where um, there's a name for the syndrome that I can't remember. It's something Dan Jones syndrome or something. But the less information you have, um, the more certain you can become of uh, and the more, um, what's it called, bound to a truth you can become of a certain topic. Yes, exactly. More dogmatic and more... Uh, assertive in your beliefs mm. the less you know um and it's it's a there's a certain name to that yeah. uh, syndrome but that's fascinating because and there's like einstein used to say like the more he discovered about the universe the more certain he became that there was a higher power or the more mm. certain he became that um uh, he wasn't sure of anything like he didn't know what he to believe Mm. so that's why probably uh, when you believe in something so so uh, intensely Mm. at a certain point you will try to stop acquiring new information Mm. about it Mm. because then at some point you're gonna have to start realizing that you can't believe in that certain thing so so strongly but we all do that don't we we all do it my flatmate mary shout out sorry to shame you but she um (laughs) she refuses to watch any programs that are about animal you know like why you should become a vegan or vegetarian oh yeah deep in her psyche knows that of course she should but really likes meat yeah and it's exactly what the michael jackson family are doing where they're not watching the documentary Not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, if you, if some, if you know deep in your heart something's going to change your mind, mm. you do avoid it. Yeah, we all do do that. That's a you've, wow. 
yeah, you've I think... cracked this case wide. <laughs> <laughs> I've cracked it so wide open. Um, but then again, it's like I do that too. Like I, and I think that my biggest struggle was like because there's always this thing of like we. I think we as people always try to better ourselves, or at least our generation for some reason. There's some kind of weird morality code happening with our generation uh, where basically because of I mean because we're so readily available to everybody with social media it becomes like this uh, panepticon is that what it's called no idea <laughs> it's basically it's a structure it, it was this architect that came up with the structure of a prison and he was like if you shape this prison like this which I think is shaping it like a panepticon which is basically, I think, eight or six a side, making it uh, that kind of shape. Six-sided shape or something like that? Maybe I should Google pen, this. No, how is it? Sh- is it like a... You're saying it's like flat here, Evelyn? Like, um, like that? It's, uh, no, it's panopticon. Is panopticon. What it's so oh, panopticon is basically... It's a, a building oh. that is shaped a certain way. Uh, especially thought for prisons then so that it basically like a rounded uh it's basically like a circle i think um and and so it's shaped like that so that the prisoners can see each other oh designed so that, by jeremy benton yeah okay and so the, the so prisoners can uh watch each other and mm. um basically police each other in prison because the theory is if if you're readily viewable by everybody around you, you will behave. Um, and that's basically what Twitter is. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! And so. <laughs> the kite's something. out again. Yeah, the kite's <laughs> out gone. again. But so I think that's something that's happening with our generation specifically. And I think that's what's. Like, we're always trying to be better people, aren't we? And like going vegan or going. Mm. Uh, buying more ethically sourced uh, stuff. Mm. Um, and that's why, like, I'm with your friend of, like, mm-hmm. a, like she's just doing that to kind of protect herself and not, and be okay with, because now if you're just saying, it's, it's weird because at some, at one point you're supposed to be completely okay with yourself and love yourself and have, be okay with your flaws. But then at the other, other, simultaneously, you're always supposed to be bettering yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's such a, it's such a... Um, paradox, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that we live in. Uh, and what was I trying to say? I've just accepted the fact that I'm probably never going to be vegan or vegetarian because I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I can try and I can try. I guess I'm I I want to try and like be a a more ethical eater. But I do think there is this thing that capitalism does where <laughs> it convinces us all that we're the bad people. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think so that it can sell products yeah. just to better ourselves yeah yeah i'm like you know maybe you know you shouldn't do factory farming maybe you guys <laughs> should just stop doing that that could be an idea you know yeah do you know what i mean because yeah. i completely understand um and like mary it is mary isn't mary it? yeah sorry um, mary <laughs> i definitely if i watched all those like horrible slaughtering youtube documentaries yeah. i definitely would want to be completely vegan yeah but then it's that thing of it's it's such a difficult lifestyle and, and yeah. it is more expensive. And yeah, it's that thing of I think protecting yourself because there is there's always gonna be a cognitive dissonance with your actions and how those actions affect other people in a capitalist yeah. society because do you, have you seen The Good Place? I've seen yeah, I've seen the first season. Okay, of I won't it. spoil yeah. it for you. Oh. No, you can spoil it, yeah. I I'm I, I'm one of those where I really like spoilers. Oh, okay. Because oh, I no. can't handle no. tension. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. I like spoilers so that okay. I especially when I watch something like a scary movie or like a, like a action thingy or a thriller thingy. Oh, yeah. I love spoilers because I can't handle tension. Oh, okay. I hate. But I get a bit like that attention. with video games. Actually. I think you shouldn't spoil the Good Place in case anyone listening is watching it. Oh yeah. The thing yeah. that is amazing about the Good Place is the twisty turny oh my god I didn't see that coming yeah can you say it in a cryptic way um no well how about I'm gonna give everyone a warning now yeah, if you skip forward 30 seconds you won't hear this okay so basically the characters find out that there's no way to get into the good place anymore oh because capitalism has fucked society so deeply that oh. even going to the the store and buying a carrot is somehow You've ethically exactly. wrong because you bought a carrot that was picked by someone who didn't get paid a living wage and that kind of oh so the good place so everybody goes to the bad place yes. oh and it turns out no one's been to the good place got into the good place for like 400 years or something that's hilarious yeah yeah <laughs> it's a great show it we're back now and we haven't yeah spoilers are over thank you <laughs> There's that book as well, isn't there? So you think you've been publicly shamed by John Ronson, yeah. which I really recommend. Which made me, you made me think of it when you were talking about the prison where everyone's looking at each other. Yeah. Because as well as this kind of thing where we think that we should be the best version of ourselves, there's also this expectation that we should be vigilants of everybody. Mm, yeah, exactly. Else, which is hold what, everybody accountable. Yeah. yeah. And and it, and everybody kind of has to have an opinion on everything and a stake in everything, and it's a and it's a bad thing to just say I don't know or yeah. my opinion actually shouldn't matter and I think in the Michael Jackson case it shouldn't it shouldn't be about anybody other than the people who say yeah. that he did this thing and believing them and the people who said that he didn't and I always think of it like Schrodinger's pedo where you <laughs> where like you know how Schrodinger's that's cat that's very funny Helen <laughs> Schrodinger's cat oh I really wish I'd come up with that so I could have so done a joke about it that's so funny you can have, you it. Can have it we're not paying you yeah. so you have to have that joke that's, that's Schrodinger's pedo also like funny. Tilly says I don't like leaving the house so you can do it in your stand up <laughs> yeah I haven't done stand up in three months because I hate leaving the house so oh god and as you said the pub toilets are always gross yeah, yeah it's um, really 
really gross. But, but you know how the cat is both dead and alive. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody's saying that he did that thing, we have to believe that person. But equally, you've got Macaulay Culkin saying that he didn't, and mm. it's kind of unfair to then say, oh, he definitely was abused. And he probably didn't yeah. to Macaulay Culkin. Maybe he just, you know. This is what I don't understand about Michael Jackson is people who were there go, well, he didn't abuse me, and it's like, well, maybe he because he was He's, he was strategic. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Dave Chappelle's bit about Michael Jackson? Kind oh, of... the cancer bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, what he, he's basically saying he doesn't think Michael Jackson did it. This was like 15 years ago, though, when public we opinion was that, that, oh, they're just trying to get money. Yeah. I'm rolling my eyes, guys, just so you know. <laughs> um, but I, I found it very interesting how they just, he just kind of managed to kind of gaslight us all into thinking that he was just this like you were saying yeah, this kid yeah, yeah. and he was just yeah. oh he, you know he was abused by his dad and you know and it's yeah. like mm. it's how, really it's, insane yeah he's so right and he puts it on people I remember it always felt like what you're doing is you're taking away childhood innocence because you're implying that to be friendly with a child is in some way yeah. um, evil or you, you've so actually you're the pedo yeah exactly <laughs> well it was that to an extent yeah have you seen Louis Theroux's response to it all no, no. I really love it he just has said they, he definitely did abuse these people and we should believe them but he also on um, Piers Morgan's show what's that the Good Morning Britain I watched a little clip where um, skip forward the bits where Piers Morgan's talking but Louis III said this thing which I'd not really thought about before which is we always use the criminal justice system as an argument for somebody's kind of like morality so if somebody's not a criminal we then go so therefore we acquit them of everything. Mm. And he's saying that shouldn't be the baseline. Like, even if you've not been found criminally wrong of something, you're allowed to have a kind of moral compass that's that's more nuanced than just that base level. Mm. Yeah. Which is, even if he didn't do anything wrong, the fact that he was sleeping with children in his bed, we're allowed to be morally not okay with that, even if he's acquitted in court. Which, it's just an argument people always use. Yeah. With things like Chad Evans, whenever I'm having arguments with people where they mm. use kind of found not guilty in a court of law as an argument for therefore we should forgive them of everything yeah. and actually we're allowed to have kind of and also like the the court system like it's just about who argues better yeah. like who has the better yeah. representation and it's it's all that you're doing at, like when it comes to a jury is just who can argue better mm-hmm. for their side mm-hmm. that's all that that jury yeah. it's not factually it's it, because no we can't know that nobody was there nobody saw actually mm-hmm. what happened he, do you guys think he did all those other crazy stuff? He was friends with a monkey. He yeah. was oh my God, I he slept in that. a chamber to keep himself young. Mm. Like he 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 uh, when he dangled his baby off the he balcony. dangled his baby. Yeah. Like he he just had so many. He did a lot of crazy stuff. But like now I'm like, did he just do that to keep our attention away from like yeah. the kids or yeah. like yeah I don't know or maybe he was just like really really insane. And also all as the well. stuff, the, the change of his appearance as well, and the yeah. whitening of his skin, although there's this argument that was a pigmentation thing. Vitilago. Vitilago. Yeah. But even yeah. so, you know, he, I don't know, he made his nose incredibly small. Mm. He, uh, I don't, it, it's, uncom- it make, it's uncomfortable. The amount that he tried to change his appearance mm. yeah. makes you think that he didn't want to be who he was. Um, yeah. whether it was related to his skin condition or not. And you can feel sympathy for that and still think he was a paedophile. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we struggle with as humans. We don't like subtlety. We don't like anything that's two things at the same time. Yeah, I agree. We like something to just be that 
Yeah. And that's, I think, where the whole conspiracy thing comes into it. Yeah. Because it is much easier to believe, like you're saying, something with a narrow set of parameters than it is to go, well, actually, Michael Jackson was this, and he was also this. He also made all this amazing music. He was an incredible dancer. He was very nice to people who maybe other people weren't that nice to. Mm. And also... Was a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> did, did people watch his... Um, fu- his funeral was like pub- on the television, I remember watching yeah. it. Or yeah. live streamed at least. Mm. Apparently 31.1 million people watched it. Live. Yeah, I remember I watched it. Yeah. John Mayer played at that funeral. No way. All comes full played, He played human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. But I find, um, do you ever think what people who have done bad things mm. think about their life as they're dying? Like, what did Jimmy Savile think when um, he was like, I'm about to die? Interesting. But that's the argument with Michael Jackson of why he was on so many drugs. Yeah. Was Maybe he couldn't face what he'd done. To he, numb himself. He yeah. started taking this prescription painkiller during the first trial of where the sexual... Uh, I, I just have so little sympathy for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just have so, like, no sympathy mm. for that at mm. all. Like, it's... Yeah. No. I just... Because the thing is, like, there are... There, so apparently, um, there, I can't. I don't remember the percentage, but a very small percentage of people who get abused abuse later mm. in life. Mm. Like the majority don't. Yeah. And so it's like, I know that, and a lot of times when um, people get caught out or something, they all, all always like R. Kelly for now. Yeah. And then I watched um, Abducted in Plain Sight. Which oh I God. Just, it's I got PTSD. It's I don't recommend watching. Yeah, I've heard it's really bad. It's insane. He the guy like, basically groomed the whole family, didn't he? Oh listen, my god, listen, yeah. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't do that to yourself. It's me. insane. It's just but then he also tried to like blame it on um getting abused yeah. as a kid in MOBA. Yeah. But it's like that I, I feel like that is just trying to throw away the um the what's it called? Gravity. Attention. Yeah, or attention from what you're doing, mm. or not relieving yourself yeah, of the yeah. responsibility of your actions. Yeah, exactly. It's really yeah, uh, it's just not been right. abused and mm. then not abused. You know, it's implying that there's something inherently wrong if you've been abused. Mm. Then you're very likely to be like a horrible person, essentially. And it's I found that the opposite with like people who I know who've been through experiences like that. All the ones that I know are the most incredibly mm. empathetic. Yeah caring they care about people who are vulnerable yeah. they you know and so i do wonder if it's this kind of trope that we've been it's a dangerous narrative yeah to create the idea that it's cyclical mm. is, is yeah. used as an excuse you are right evelyn it's always used yeah as an yeah and then um, yeah i definitely don't want to seem like i'm um defending him because i'm absolutely not i just always wonder like you were saying about the, yeah. the painkillers and and stuff i just i always wonder what people who have done bad things think mm. about those things that they did but yeah it's that's like, such a good point it's probably yeah. like what you said about that it's probably more about alleviating responsibility rather than um mm. atoning or feeling bad it's probably mm. like i just don't want to think about that so i'm going to get fucked Take up rather than i feel so bad for what i did yeah because i don't or like not <laughs> yeah or not wanting to suffer the consequences yeah. for what they did mm. 
it's bad man and if you're listening and you love him i understand that his music's really good but it doesn't make it okay and what is like that thing of like separating the artist from the person or the art from the person yeah i'm not i don't know it's that's something i've been thinking about because Mm. because we all perform we're all performers like what you create is so personal to you um there are different levels to it definitely but i think to make truly great stuff it comes from within you and and from your lived experiences Mm -hmm. and now even with like the r kelly documentary um some of the songs that he did or uh, most all of the a lot of the songs he did um actually speaking of you are not alone Mm -hmm. was uh r kelly wrote that for about a teenage girl that he'd gotten pregnant and then made to have an abortion or maybe he didn't make her have an abortion, but she had an abortion. Mm. And that song came out of that, mm. and Michael Jackson performed it, which is, like, twisted on yeah. so many levels. Oh, my God, I didn't but, know that. Yeah, so, so you know, where does that line go? Like, the Put separating... It the Put it in the bin! Yeah, because it is... People are talking about that now, but then if... And then if you look at Bill Cosby, and mm. if you look at... He has this bit about the Spanish fly, which is basically... Um, it was a drink that would get women he talked about like a man who talked told him about the spanish fly which is a drink that would uh get women so drunk that you could basically do whatever you wanted with them um so you know okay where does that be like so i don't know like as a person who who does perform and i know how my process works from creating uh, my jokes or writing my jokes and where my kind of uh, inspiration comes from the stuff personally to me I wouldn't be able to separate my art from me as a person mm-hmm. and my experiences mm-hmm. so I don't know if I if I can do that for you know other people yeah. but then again there's this argument of or there's this thing of when you put out your stuff it no longer almost maybe doesn't belong to you it takes on whatever um whatever importance or whatever feelings the listener or the observer projects onto your piece of work so it's almost as if it it comes out with a meaning for you but then at a certain extent it's a blank canvas and it becomes something totally different for somebody else so yeah i just don't know or what do you guys think about that it's such i think it needs to be a case by case thing i remember jamila jamil tweeted a while ago saying what about if it's music artists what about taking the profits and giving them to good causes and that kind of thing because it's Uh. hard to stop i think if you completely put a lid on things and ban things it's hard people will find a way of listening to stuff and um watching things anyway you're looking in distress it's hard it's it's something that i i used to be very like hard line on and now just seems like everyone's a nonce. So <laughs> we've got no culture left. Oh, yeah. We're not going to have anything. <laughs> I think that is a way of looking at it, though, is about looking forward and actually mm. making sure the people who are creating the art is going to the right people, mm. and that where where also what I really think is exciting. It's horrible that we're having to live through it, but the positive thing about this Michael Jackson documentary and everything that's coming out now is it's finally feeling like a time when people can be honest and truthful and will not face consequences to the extent that they would have done before. Um. 
Uh, well, I will say we would have. It would have been a very different episode if we went with John Mayer. <laughs> you have been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our guest this week was the incredible Evelyn Mock, and you can find out about good dates for Evelyn at evelynmock.com or follow her on Twitter at Evelyn Mock. Our music, as always, is by Dave Cribb, and our artwork was designed by Luke W. Robson. See you next week. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 